Who knows what disease this sheep has got? AIDS! Not AIDS, you dork! Yes, because it looks like Murray and he's got AIDS. Don't be stupid. Kids can't get AIDS. Only gays. Yeah, well, he's a gay. He goes out with boy. Shut up, Kingy. Ooh, what are you gonna do? Get your brother on me or something? That picture looks like Kingy's undies when he shat his pants on sports day. <laughs> you fuck up. You fuck up. You fuck up. Hey, brother, you fuck up or I'll send you to the principal. <laughs> Yoda, welcome to another episode of Movies, Music and Madness. I'm your host, Glenn, for tonight, and I'm joined by the usual crew. Say hi, usual crew. Hi, hi usual, usual crew. crew. Wow. <laughs> Brilliant. Phoned in answer. Excellent. This will be a phoned in 2010 episode where we'll explore the movies of 2010, which wasn't that long ago, but kind of was in some ways. Um I can't remember 2010 too much, but it was a year. So um, <laughs> I, I had to Google it. That tells you how long ago it was. Right. Anyway, yeah. let's talk about some movies. Martin, have you got a film for us or I a TV show or a something? I, I just have a very, very important question for you all. And that's mm. this. It's nuts. Who here has had nuts? Hey, shut up. Who knows what disease this sheep has got? AIDS. Not AIDS, you dork. Yes, because it looks like Murray and he's got AIDS. Don't be stupid. Kids can't get AIDS. Only gays. Yeah, well, he's a gay. He goes out with boy. Shut up, Kingy. Ooh, what are you going to do? Get your brother on me or something? That picture looks like Kingy's undies when he shat his pants on sports day. <laughs> you fuck up. You fuck up. You fuck up. Hey, brother, you fuck up, or I'll send you ah. to the principal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I haven't actually seen that, but I think I should. Oh, are you kidding me? Uh, you, haven't se- you, you haven't seen Boy? No. Oh. <laughs> oh, have you seen it, Ian? Yes, many times. Love it. Yeah, love it. <laughs> love it. It was, yes, it was going to be one of my picks, uh. but I'm pleased somebody else has chosen it. No, actually, I had seen Eagle versus Shark before it, I have to say. So it wasn't the first time I'd seen a Taika Waititi movie. But, um, yeah, I mean, this movie was, was just huge over here, right? I mean, I'm pretty sure it was the biggest movie in New Zealand at the time, ever. Ever. Um, and um, only to be eclipsed by himself later on when he did um, Hunt for the Wilder People. Um, it's just... It's everything you want from like a Taika film, really, and that it's it's funny. It's got, but it's that self-deprecating humour. It it's sad. Um, it's got a heart to it. It's got a great mm. story, and it's something I think he's kind of lost a little bit in like this mega-budget Marvel years a little bit. And I wish he'd kind of come back and make one of these movies again, um, because those he was on like a hot streak, right? I mean, you know, when you when you've done like Equal versus Shark, and then you do this, and then you do Hunt for the Wilder People, and then you do like uh, Jojo Rabbit as well, which is mm, another mm. great movie. Um, it's like you know, World at Your Feet, and the first um, Marvel one he did, the first four one that it, he did was, was a great movie as well. But the thing I like about that movie, what he's captured is exactly what it was. I mean, he's, yeah, just, he's just brought it to the screen because I remember. 
people speaking to people in that that in those ways, you know, it was uh, pretty harsh way back in the eighties. Now, for listeners who remember our road trip around the North Island, I took us on the the road around East Cape, um, and this is where Boy was filmed. So they took the whole production up there for months and mm. camped out and um, around Waihau Bay and Waihau Bay and other places like that and filmed in all these glorious locations. So if you want to get a visual of what um, East Cape in New Zealand's like, this is a perfect introduction. And the soundtrack is epic as well. I mean, I, I put on Prince Tawiteka back on our road trip in the, in the van. And the, guess what's on the on, on the road trip uh, on the um, boy soundtrack? There's Prince Tuiteka there. There's Herbs. I think Dave, you, who put a bit of Herbs on? Ian put a bit of Herbs on, eh, on the road trip. So there's yeah, that. Yeah, past the Duchy. Um, and, and my pick from last week, the Phoenix Foundation did a lot of the music as well on it. And so all his friends all came together to help make this wicked, wicked movie. And, of course, Poye, you know. I mean, mm. let's not forget that, right? So... Yeah, I mean, it's just it is a you know, I think as I said, it's it's got a downside in in that it's it's it has its serious moments in in there. There is some drama in there, um, mm. but you, but you can't help but like just have a huge smile on your face like after you've watched it. Um, it's just yeah, it's, it's definitely a feel good movie at the same time. Um, yeah, so there you go, boy. Um, go and see boy, or else you're an egg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Curry, 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 what is that? Curry egg. Yeah. Fuck up. Fuck up, Glenn. Poached egg. What's about eggs, eh, in the Kiwi culture? Sort of that dark oh, side. You're an egg. Eggs. All right. I'm going to go next. And I'm going to talk about this movie called Inception. Um, this was Christopher Nolan's film. And look, I generally really like Christopher Nolan's film, but I really wanted to actually just bring up how shit this film is. Um, I thought this film was utterly terrible, overly convoluted, confusing, somewhat boring, and it was littered with amazing effects that sort of went nowhere. Um and then ended with this ready spinning top ending, which made you think, oh, why have I just wasted almost three hours of my life on it? So I'm just putting it out there. A lot of people love this film and they love it real hard. But there's a lot of us actually out there who have also got a similar opinion to me, which actually this movie stinks. Um, and it stinks real bad. And I just, I haven't heard that articulated enough um, because everyone thinks Christopher Nolan's like this super duper awesomeness but this movie's kind of shit um does anyone want to like did anyone else agree because it was really hyped steph and i went to see it in we were in napier i think (laughs) and uh we both walked out we both left no way yeah and she just said it's so boring and i was like yeah i agree actually um but in fairness i've watched it once since once um, I did make it to the end, and I did actually quite enjoy the last half hour because it just wrapped up and, and stuff happened. But apart from that, yeah, like it's it's too clever for its own good. Mm. I think that's that's, that's, a, not, that's uh, a great description for it. Too and clever. I think that's the problem with quite a lot of Chris Nolan stuff. Um, although I really like Memento, which was like his first film. Um, that was, I think that that's was a creepy. Brilliant film. Agreed. Um, but. 
yeah, I think just as the budgets got bigger and his scope got bigger, he just kind of went, well, I can, I'm king of the world, you know, I can do what I want now. And uh, it, yeah, uh, and I haven't seen Oppenheimer. I've heard mixed stuff about that. Some people mm -hmm. love it. Some people just said it's overblown and, you know, way too long. And Dunkirk was amazing. He, yeah. I think he did, he, he did a great job on that and some of the other films as well but this one was an absolute stinker so i think it's probably just i don't know maybe it's a little bit of a um public service that we're providing to our listeners if you haven't seen it don't or if you like movies <laughs> that are just overly clever maybe go and have a look at this but you won't get those hours back and it won't give you an unending either because it just makes you think, oh, I've just been gaslit the whole way through by this clever thing. So, yeah, David, Ian, have you seen this movie? Yes, I have. And yeah. what, did you, what did you think of it? Well, it was, it was, two, it was a few you years ago. It? That's your, your movie tonight? Yeah, I remember it being very, very confusing. There was a lot of stuff going on. Um, so yeah, I, I look. I looked around and I saw heaps of other films I've seen that year. Mm. Um, I enjoyed Date Date Night. Did, has it, anyone got Date Night? That was um, Tina Fey and um, the guy Carell. Um, that was quite cute. I quite. There was fan loads of, of good movies in two thousand ten. It was exactly. A Four Lions was really cool. Date Night, as I said, I, I really enjoyed that. Even like the Bad Will Ferrell movie with um, Donny, uh, what's his name? Wahlberg. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. yeah, so I actually thought there were some really good films in this year. It's just that this movie, I remember so being so angry at having watched it. I just couldn't let it go this time. I've obviously still cross at it, and that makes me find a, a little bit weird. Yeah. You've you've vented you've vented it now, mate. So you can let I that one to, go. I, I had to get sure. it out. Eh? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's move on to Ian. Where are you from? We are from Switzerland. Switzerland. I love your cheese with the holes. <laughs> he is a tornado of destruction. <laughs> Barry, I want you out of the apartment. Oh my God! He's friends with Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> this is a wonderful movie. It's called Dinner for Schmucks. Dinner and, for Schmucks. Uh, I haven't seen this. Oh, it is just fantastic. Uh, it's a Steve Carell, Paul Rudd mm. comedy, and uh, oh. oh yeah, I love a good. I love a really. I love that slapstick, really. You know, crazy American comedy stuff, and um, and how good is Paul Rudd? Hey, that guy is just—he's he, just fab. Yeah, it's it's and, a it's a the ageless. Right? Yes, that's the thing. Ageless. Is, is, is <laughs> he never older. Because <laughs> he was a, in Clueless all those years ago, and he looked about the same as he looks now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, most of his movies is like that, but it's a it's a really good minute, uh, really good movie. Basically, uh, these two guys meet each other, and one of them's a little bit on the dim side, Steve Carell, <laughs> and uh, and Tim Rudd's trying to get his career up and running, and they 
they go to they his boss holds a dinner for idiots and you have to find the biggest idiot to take to dinner and, <laughs> and the whole concept is very very funny but uh i i can't say too much because it would, would spoil it wouldn't it but uh the cast is uh what have we got here we've got uh jermaine clement and he's amazing you've got uh david williams in there brilliant it's a it's a huge huge cast and they're all very very funny uh yeah it's got that guy off the hangover the funny oh. guy with the beard yes 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 is that keller yeah keller something or other yeah Hello, 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 yeah, however, <laughs> <laughs> however you say his name and it's a really good movie if 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 you just want to if you just want wacky 40 year old virgin kind of you know that kind of wacky comedy these guys just do a really good job fun movie lots of laughs and uh yeah i'd say you know a really good performances by everybody especially uh that guy jermaine is jesus his character he plays is unreal man very very funny yeah so that All was right. my uh, that was my pick dinner for schmucks yeah fantastic i wish i went and saw that instead and i haven't oh. seen it so I, i'm just <laughs> looking at the cover of the of the um the, the, the mm -hmm. well my movie cover and yeah steph crowd just looks hilariously oh. bonkers and the soundtrack's fantastic as they always are in those kind of movies lots of beatles stuff in it very very good mm. fab yeah Had fun David. Watching. yeah i'm looking forward to watching it i'm going to put it on the list mm. david what have you managed to find you said you were struggling to guess the movie fellas in this evocative adaptation this is so this is a drama <laughs> can't give away location but the director catches really well the underlying gothic undertones and balances them with moments of genuine tenderness, resulting in a haunting yet heartfelt cinematic experience. So the leading lady's portrayal of an independent, this might give it away, she's an independent, strong-willed woman, uh, both heartfelt and captivating, showcasing a deep understanding of her character's complexity. What, meanwhile, her counterpart delivers an equally powerful performance brilliantly expressing his character's tormented soul oh my um spider-man actress actress is australian <laughs> no no not quite actress is australian margot robbie no um saying? she oh, had blah. two movies out in the space of 12 months one of them grossed 35 million the mm. other one grossed 1.025 billion Holy moly. Within 12 months. Same actress. Kate oh, Blanchett. No. No? One of the uh, movies was Alice in Wonderland. Yes. The other one, the one that I have chosen, is... Not <laughs> Don't no jump in there. No one has a fucking no. clue. <laughs> <laughs> Jane Eyre. Oh, I was going to say that. Bronte oh, classic. On the tip of my tongue. You're a, big, you're a big Bronte fan. I'm a big Bronte fan. I went and bought the DVD yeah. even back when. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, okay. The, the actress, her name is Mia Vashikovska. Uh -huh. That's She's, a really Australian name. 
Polish descendant. Um, uh, right. But um, yep, Mia Vashikowska. She plays Jane Eyre. The leading man is Michael Fassbender. As oh, Mr. that guy. Handsome looking dude. Um, he is, isn't he? Uh, directed mm, by Kerry mm. Fuku Ang- Ango. He said to Mia, as she's gorgeous, right? In real life, she is absolutely stunning. Um, in this film, uh, mm. he said uh, he wanted he wanted her as the leading lady, but everyone says she's because Jane is meant to be really plain. So they <laughs> they spent quite a bit of time to um, to make her less attractive. Interesting fact, and and they did a reasonable job, I suppose. But I mean, brilliant actress. Um, and a great story. I'm going to put on a little clip because it is my favorite scene leading up to this clip, fellas. And orphan Jane, and she's endured a miserable childhood. She's been mis- mistreated by her rallies, sent to the austere Lowood School. Um, and as an adult, she becomes a governess um, at Thornfield Hall, where she teaches a girl named Adele. At Thornfield Hall, she meets the enigmatic Mr. Rochester, her employer. Uh, they form a close bond, but his relationship with another woman confuses Jane. As for you, you'd forget me. How? I have lived a full life here. I have not been trampled on. I have not been petrified. I have not been excluded from every glimpse of what is bright. I have known you, Mr. Rochester. And it strikes me with anguish to be torn from you. Then why must you leave? Because of your wife. I have no wife. But you are to be married. Jane, you must stay. I've become nothing to you. Am I a machine without feelings? Do you think that because I am poor, obscure, plain and little, that I am soulless and heartless? I have as much soul as you and full as much heart. And if God had blessed me with beauty and wealth, I could make it as hard for you to leave me as it is for I to leave you. There's an interesting twist to that. You know, when he says, I have no wife. Mm. He's, he's got a wife. She's up in the attic, locked away. You know the story of Jane? What? No, he, no. He has, he, has, he has a wife. She's up in the attic, locked up because she's deranged. Oh. So he locks her up for years. And Jane's staying in the house, uh, the manor, and she hears she hears the bang from the attic every night. And it's actually his locked up wife. Oh. It's it's a bit uh, dark and a bit creepy. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. It's a typical Bronte novel, right? So, um, <laughs> when I read uh, the book, I was like, "What the fuck? Were they smoking when they wrote this? My God!" I was just about to ask, is, is it like Jane Austen? And no, it's not. No, no, it's the, the Brontes are the polar opposite. Jane Austen is, uh, she did the Pride and Prejudice and, and all that. Yeah, light and fluffy quite, stuff. Much, much, much more humorous and a little bit of, you know, but this is dark stuff. And mm. I mean, if you ever read Wuthering Heights, it doesn't get much darker than that, right? Ghosts at the no, window. No, it doesn't. All that sort of carry on. But um, yeah, it's a really good, really good adaptation. And uh I mean, it's a serious movie. You got to be in the mood for a drama, yeah. and for how do you, up um, wives in the attic. How do you how do you debeautify someone? I don't do you, know. Do you hey, put a wart you, on them or? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's put those it, it, teeth it, in and yeah, it, you know, it reminds me of those. 
It reminds me of those films where they just put the girl with glasses on and she's supposed to be kind of bookish. But immediately mm. when she takes the glasses off and shakes her hair, oh, I didn't know she was dropped here gorgeous. Oh, those glasses. <laughs> wow, it was yeah. one of those moments where the, that's like you see in like movies where the fan unit comes in, the hair blows. One of those Slow motion. <laughs> But you've got to be—you're right. I mean, you've got to be in the mood for drama. I think, and and, yeah, but they're rewarding. You do, and um, and let's face it: not everyone's got time to read a bloody four hundred page book written in eighteen hundreds English. Watch the movie; it's so much easier. Well, that was a very comprehensive review, David. Thank you. Um, I've got a couple of other notable mentions that I actually did enjoy from that year, despite my rant against Inception. Um, I only saw it once. I saw Black Swan. Um, Natalie Portman got an Academy Award for it. A drama. You have to be in the mood for it. And that was pretty twisted and a little bit psycho and actually quite a bit scary. So I enjoyed it, but i never seen it again. But I don't really want to see it again. But it was good. I did like it. Did you guys manage to see that one? No. No? Well, yeah. it's a drama. It's creepy and quite awesome. And then probably the funnest movie I had enjoyed that year, um, I think I did see Alice in Wonderland, and that was really cool, um, was Kick-Ass, um, which was basically a comic book brought to life. Um, and it was sort of not the Marvel type of kicker um, thing. I think Nicolas Cage was in that, wasn't he? Yeah, Daddy, yeah, <laughs> it's a bit twisted. But the bad guy, I think it was Mark Strong, um, was the bad guy, bald fella, and he was just awesome. He was such a great villain, and it was super violent, and the kid just wailed on everybody. If you like your comic books um, and you want to see it sort of all sort of like brought to life like a comic and, and you know, in movies – Kick-Ass is very good. Kick-Ass 2, not so much, but Kick-Ass 1, this first one, absolutely brilliant. It's, it's uh, a funny one because like, I hated the, sec- the second one. Absolutely I didn't like the second it. one. No, but Kick-Ass 1? But the first one's great. Absolutely terrific. So if you haven't seen that one and you like your, like your Spider-Mans but with a little bit more sort of Deadpool-ishness, um, Kick-Ass is great. Have you seen it, Ian? Because I know you're quite a... Um, Graphic novel yeah, yeah, fan. yeah. I I enjoy the Kick-Ass movie. Yeah, the first one. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit like. Um, yeah, it's a bit like. It's a bit like Robin Hood, but it's not really. Yes, a bit <laughs> like Robin Hood, but not really. That's deep. There. I expect. I expect nothing less. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but, but not not the Russell Crowe Robin Hood, though. No, probably any Robin Hood. And I went to I went to a film, and it was I think the last time. No, it was the second last time I cried in a film it was in 2010. I went and saw a documentary uh, called Senna about it and Senna. Um, wow. Brilliant, brilliant documentary. Absolutely. Yeah master class of documentary making it was all put together we all know that i like my racing cars and i knew i was getting more and more emotionally involved in this film to the point where i was like just about ready to 
I know what was happening at Imola in 94. And I remember holding onto Brown's hand and I knew what was coming and I just bawled my eyes out. It was awful. Um, but absolutely brilliant documentary about the life and times of Ethan Senna, who was a true superhero. Well, not true hero in Brazil. So it, it, it was a brilliant documentary making at its very best, I, th- I th- suspect. So if you haven't seen that, that was pretty cool too. I, uh, Any, was, it, uh, was it as good as Karate Kid? Uh, way better. David, yeah. now did you see Karate Kid? Because we know that you're quite yes. into your kung fu. Oh, the and Will Smith it, one, was it? His son? Yes, this is it, yeah. No, it no, apparently it's shit. I'm surprised <laughs> nobody uh, touched on the Harry Potter movie. That was massive. Which one? I didn't the need to touch death, it. Death, Deathly Hallows. No. Number seven. It's not uh, a thing. It's, not a, it's a generational thing. It's like totally missed oh, it. Look, I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm a Harry Potter fan. I've but never it, seen them. It, but it didn't need to rate with some of these other ones that we've talked about. Um, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. That was really fun too. Great soundtrack. That was a really fun swashbuckling silly film yeah it's a brilliant one um and then a a film that i didn't see in 2010 which i've now become very aware of because i've got a kid um how to train your dragon and the how to train your dragon series is awesome Mm. it is so what's that they're great movies they are great movies and Mm. and amazing soundtracks as well brilliant great score um so yeah how to train your dragon if you haven't seen it it's witty it's funny mm. um brilliant number the second movie was astonishing um it was a cartoon yeah yeah no yeah yeah, CG. yeah cpi yeah absolutely brilliant great books um not in the same league as jane Eyre, but certainly different yeah <laughs> i think that's the best i can say fantastic well We've just had a very entertaining look back at a lot of films in 2010. Even David managed to find one that wasn't in 2010, but he's now got a whole bunch to watch. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in to listen to our Don't Watch Inception. Um, So that's us for now. Tune in in a later episode, later this week, for our music reviews. So say goodnight, usual panel. Goodnight, usual panel. Goodnight, usual panel. Wonderful. <laughs> Play us out, David. It's painful. It's painful.